Welcome to the Phil Nason Show, brought to you by PlayUp Sportsbook. PlayUp welcomes all bettors and offers the best prices on the market. They are also proud to be an official betting partner of the New Jersey Devils. Check them out online or in the App Store and see for yourself why PlayUp is your best bet. You're listening to a pre-recorded edition of the Phil Nason Show. The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play, and please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. Welcome to the Phil Nason Show. I am so happy to have you here. We'll be here for as long as it takes, and I've got a great show planned for you today. It's our normal Monday show where we talk football all day, football, and we're going to give you a pick for tonight's Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, NFC West matchup. You can thank PlayUp.com for sponsoring the show because we sure do. PlayUp Sportsbook is always your best bet. Head on over to PlayUp.com and make some cash with a flash. And speaking of cashing with a flash, you need to head on over to CashWithFlash.com. We brought back the daily betting sheet with the free picks. We've got premium picks as well. We're killing the football season. And that's right now all that matters. You can find us over at CashWithFlash.com. Michael Noonan's here. It's Monday. What's happening, man? Good morning, Phil. Hey, good morning. How's things over there in sunny Oregon? It's not sunny. Oh, it's not. It's not sunny here no. even. I'm sorry. We're, we, we're going to bring them sunshine today. That'll be the first we've ever been accused of bringing sunshine. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> we've been accused of bringing some other things. Oh, my. Yes, we have. And that was another life. But one thing we get a lot of is great feedback. And folks love this show on Mondays because we talk a little bit about football. Actually, we talk all things football, what happened, and then we kind of like point toward week 11 or the next week, and hopefully these folks will learn something, and they've been. And that's a great thing, Michael. Whatever we can do to help. I'm telling you, with the states going, (laughs) what happened? You, You broke up. I'm sorry. I said, we got to help ourselves first, and then we can help others. And, and we're doing pretty well. You are, and I am. And customers to Cash with Flash are doing great. And listeners of the show are doing great. Football season is uh, 10 weeks old, Michael. 10 weeks old. We got a big one tonight, too. We'll talk about that in a minute. But give me a takeaway from week 10. Week 10. It's the same question I ask every week. Who's really good? I know, huh? I know. And and so the answer's been up to this point, oh, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's good. And Taylor Heineke beats Tampa Bay. Yes. That's a tough one there. That was a tough and one there. Denver looks like they're rounding into form. Okay, but now that form looks more like a pile. Um, it's it's just one of those odd years. Um, Minnesota, I thought, stick a fork in them. I, I thought this might be the game where just 
all the wheels came off. Mm-hmm. They played really well. They won. They so do. how good? Is, how good is San Diego? We put a fork in Kansas City. Now we got to pull the fork out, put it in the dishwasher, and start over again. And stick a fork in Las Vegas because I think they are done now. Is anybody done this year? No, not really. But I think Las Vegas, they didn't look good last night. Off the field, the body language was awful. And Derek Carr looked dejected, although he uh, had another nice game. You know, He doesn't have any real weapons. And that's something that's not unnew for him or foreign for him either. But they just don't have the weapons it takes to win. And Kansas City, I think you're right. They they played much better. They looked like a team that two seasons ago won the Super Bowl, and they looked like a team one season ago that reached the Super Bowl. But let's go back to Minnesota. Let's start there. Okay. They won. Like, yeah, they won yesterday by seven points. They're four, five, and zero oh this year, and you're still after the coach. Yes. Yes. Why do you want Mike Zimmer out? Because Mike Zimmer's not a good head coach. No, he's not. Nope. I mean, that, and I, and his great strength is that he is allegedly uh, this master defensive coordinator, and sometimes he is. Um, but in terms of putting a whole team together, especially dealing with the offensive side of the ball, right. They acted like it was this big revelation yesterday. They they got Justin Jefferson the ball, I believe, nine times for like 140-some yards. Mm-hmm. Which one of us who watched football at all did not know that getting Justin Jefferson the ball is a good idea? Well, I, I, I guess the only one that didn't seem to know that was Kirk Cousins. And Mike Zimmer. And, and so Zimmer talks to Cousins this week and goes, you know, we really need to get Justin Jefferson the ball. No bleep, Sherlock. <laughs> sometimes that's what you have to do is is overstate the obvious. Because sometimes oh I don't God. think Kirk Cousins gets it. But you know something? Tyler Conklin, if you are playing fantasy football, and Tyler Conklin is on your waiver wire, you need to grab him because the quarterback for Minnesota, he doesn't like to throw to his best players, but he seems to find Conklin. He found him twice yesterday in the end zone. Conklin's your guy. He can be. That That, that is a, a good fantasy tip because that's who um, Cousins tends to look for first in the end zone. And how did he get this habit? He played with Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. That was my go-to guy at DraftKings in fantasy for a couple of seasons because for whatever reason, he was always priced like at 2800 3000 And this is a kid who catches footballs, especially in the end zone. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph is a big guy, big target, big great target. end zone, uh, great hands, and... So he Cousins tried to turn Conklin into that. The other thing that you have to deal with, if you're Minnesota, if, if I'm the head coach of the Vikings mm-hmm. and 
my right guard is the single most penalized player in the National Football League. I might consider replacing him at some point. Right. Yeah. This guy, his name is Oli Udo. Oli Udo. Big, big boy. Uh, very large man. He, he, he is unbelievably bad, especially when the pressure's on for some reason. And when do you replace a guy? How do you, are you leaving him in so he can set like a record for most penalties in a season? <laughs> What's the point of uh, this guy? Continuity, I think. Well, the continuity, what you're continuing is horrible inside line play. And luckily the center, uh, Bradbury, got hurt. So they mercifully had a reason to sit him out. Or I think he's on the COVID list. Uh, and this journeyman they picked up from St. Louis, much better, much better. He can anchor for a little bit of time and let Cousins get the ball off. But there's all these really obvious things that Zimmer just doesn't seem to grasp. And they almost lost that game again yesterday. They were headed in the same direction. And I give I give the team credit. Uh, they're very resilient, and they try really hard. But it's just not not going to work out. And the strange thing about this year is that if LA wins tonight, Minnesota is in the last playoff position. They're going to the playoffs. You're, we're going to be talking about them in the playoffs. I got a couple stats for you from the game yesterday. Justin Jefferson caught five of his six targets of 10-plus air yards, gaining 114 yards on those receptions. Well, that's what we've been telling you all season. Throw the ball, let him get some room, and let him do his thing. And that was a good one. Now, here's the second one, Michael. This one here is about Kirk Cousins. He has the best... TD to interception ratio in the NFL this season, 18-2, to two, which stands as the best TD interception ratio in a season in Vikings history with a minimum of 200 passing attempts. And he's also perfect on the road, 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions over five games. Maybe he really isn't a problem. Oh, yeah, he's a problem. Okay. No, there's no doubt he's a problem. Um, he's so mechanical. And literally, evidently, during this last week of practice, Zimmer had to tell him that these um, five-yard checkdowns on third and plus, 10, whatever, uh, Kirk, those aren't working for us. They make your stats look much better. You get that lovely uh, ratio that you just talked about. But we lose football games. Right. He didn't lose so, yesterday because he went and found Jefferson like he was supposed to. He found Jefferson down the field. One of the biggest plays was on – it was third and 20. Mm -hmm. I believe it was two minutes. 
And instead of taking the check down to the fullback, uh, he actually let it rip for 18 to Adam Thielen. They went for it on fourth and two and won the game. That's what won the game yesterday. Um, it's you, you got to decide to let it rip. And Cousins, up till this point, no, he would rather have the the numbers. So that at the end of the uh, this is my theory. So that at the end of the year, he can go. Well, look at my numbers are lovely. My numbers are great. Maybe he has himself on his own fantasy team. Oh, I think he does. I would. Uh, um, but Kirk Cousins is a 500 quarterback. And so you, you have to make the most out of the real talent that you have. And the real talent on that team is Dalvin Cook, mm-hmm. Justin Jackson, and Adam Thielen. Yep. And their third wideout uh, is a kid named KJ Osborne, who's not bad at all either. So Minnesota is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, because you're never going to know. They've got Green Bay coming up next week. If they win that game, then the the whole attitude in Minnesota changes. That should be interesting, because uh, yeah. Green Bay is like nine and one against the spread too. Green Bay is a weird team. Did yeah. you watch any of this game? Yeah, I did. I watched a little bit of it. It was interesting, to say the least. But, you know, when you speak about next week, Green Bay is currently a a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, a road favorite, which is a good fade for me. Could be. Two-and-a-half is a a bad number. It opened at two, now it's two-and-a-half. You know, key numbers in NFL betting are three and seven are the main ones. That means most or 15% of games since 2015 have ended in three points. Or more, and I think it's eleven percent is minus six and a half. So you want to take that you or finish at seven. I'm sorry. So essentially, what you always want to do is fade plus two and a half, plus six and a half, and minus three and a half, and minus seven and a half. You want to fade those because you can get beat easier. Now this is two and a half right now, Michael. I might play that, but here's the problem is you don't know what Minnesota is going to bring. And there's no way to know. No way to know. All I do know is they probably have more talent on the offensive side of things than Green Bay, and I mean by more talent, overall talent. You know, that that's a pretty good team, Minnesota. Minnesota has some very good offensive weapons in Thielen and Jefferson and, of course, Dalvin Cook. But Green Bay... Green Bay has that guy, people, the anti-vaxxers, the left, don't like much. And that ought to be interesting. They love him. They do. Uh, It's the other side of the coin that does not uh, care for Aaron Rodgers. You know, and let's take just a brief moment to talk about that. Yes. I don't give a rat's ass what Aaron Rodgers thinks about anything but football. Exactly. There you go. I don't, I don't care if he gets shots, hates shots. I don't care who his girlfriend is. I don't care about his philosophy on life in the big city. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm not going to get wound up about what Aaron Rodgers thinks about anything. What I'm going to get wound up about is 
how well are you playing? Because when he's playing well, he will kill you. <laughs> he's, it, it kill you is right. That exactly. That's exactly right too. He will kill you. I mean, as a Minnesota fan, we've been gutted by Aaron Rodgers many times, and in the heart of every Minnesota Vikings fan, this is a fact, Phil. We know he's not going to be in Green Bay next year, right? Well, we, 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 we think that anyway. We thought that last year that maybe last year was going to be his uh, farewell to the Packers season, but he came back. And, and everybody knows that Green Bay will never let him go straight to Minnesota. He's going to have to take the Brett Favre route, go somewhere, and then go to Minnesota. But every Minnesota fan hopes that he ends up there. They really do. Hell, I do. So, yeah, you, you can't stand him. You want to beat him. But, boy, do you want him on your team. You sure do. And I don't care about what he thinks or does. I don't care if he's been vaccinated or not. All I want him to do is cover the spread, whoever he plays, as long as I have action on it. I usually stay exactly. away from Green Bay for because, I don't know, I just don't like them. I'm a Lions fan, so I have no reason to like the Green Bay Packers. But yesterday he threw an interception in the end zone. He looked a little rusty from all his uh, 10 days of giving media interviews talking about vaccines. And that was tough. But they dominated the Seahawks again. I, I don't know. Seahawks are pretty. I thought the Seahawks were tough. But they are the same old Seahawks. They start out good. And then all hell breaks loose. You know, they, they took it right on the chin last night. I don't know what to say about Seattle. There's not a lot of talent on that team right now. No, they they opened as two point favors favorites for week 11, Michael against Arizona, who they host. And now that's back to now it's at two and a half for Arizona. That's a four and a half point swing. That's pretty intense. That's too intense Uh, for me. And the other thing that, you know, you and I've talked about offline a little bit. Talking about these games, the next Sunday's games on Monday, how do you really know? Because we're dealing with COVID again. That's that's another thing I wanted to bring up is that it's starting to get tough. We don't know who's playing. We don't know if the coach is going to be there. It's starting to get nasty again. And that makes for an interesting handicap because you can handicap the games on Tuesday if you want. But I wouldn't put a pick out there. I wouldn't put a bet in until Sunday, one hour before kickoff. You can't. You just can't. Um, two weeks in a row, Minnesota's had people on game day go on the on the COVID list, one of which was uh, one of their best uh, defensive players, Harrison Smith. Mm-hmm. And... Vaccinated, unvaccinated, their uh, swing guard, uh, which I wish they would swing right off the team, uh, <laughs> but they see some value in him somehow. He's uh, he's vac- fully vaccinated and ended up in the hospital with COVID. Um, day of game. You've, you cannot do anything way ahead of time anymore. And, you know, we know some things, for example, the Minnesota Green Bay game next week. 
Aaron Jones is probably not going to play. That's a big deal. That's a very big deal. It's a bigger deal if you think Aaron Jones is going to play. And on game day, he goes on the COVID list. Because you're not prepared. You've made your assessment. You've made your picks believing he's going to be there. I don't see how you can do that anymore Not in the, in this era. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, we've got numbers. And I'm not just talking about the NFL. But we've got numbers rising everywhere again. It's called a surge. Yeah. It, it's it's happening again, and it's going to affect every sporting league. Oh. Uh, uh, the NHL has taken some hits. I don't I haven't followed the NBA enough yet to tell you. Oh, too many it, hits there. It's been ugly. It has. Oh yeah, between these last minute replacements, you know they had a rule about two years ago. I think they enacted this rule where they had to turn in their starting lineups thirty minutes before tip off. But they're kind of abusing that now, so it's it's almost impossible to know who's playing. And, you know, I know that 95% of the league is vaccinated, but that vaccine, that doesn't even seem to matter now. It, it You know, I don't know what the percentages are, and that's not an argument that you and me want to get into with anybody. No. Nope. Uh, I'm vaccinated. I just got my booster shot last week. Uh, got my booster and my flu shot the same week. I don't suggest you do that, by the way. Okay, that's a fair assessment. I was going to ask you about that, but I already uh, knew. See, because I knew you were going to do it, and, and I just waited till the next day. How is tomorrow, if you remember? How is tomorrow? <laughs> tomorrow was kind of brutal. I'm sure. I, I was, double hit, huh? Yeah, I, I got them both in the same arm because at least here where I live, it's really hard to find a place to get your shots now. Right. Because of the, you know, for, for whatever reason, uh, the pharmacies can't keep employees. So they're closed a lot. That's neither here nor there. I think we're both vaccinated, but we're not going to argue it that we're, it concerns us and, and really only concerns us in terms of sports is knowing who's going to play on a given day. Yeah, that's a tough one. Vaccinated or unvaccinated, it just doesn't seem to matter. And it's, no, it makes it tough. And my best advice is, I know you're buying picks from other people too. Who knows what you're doing? Don't don't plunk your harder and cash down until at least you know who's playing. You'll find that out. The NFL's pretty good about who's in and out. You usually find out by noon. So that's not bad. Noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, you find out most of what you need to know. The coaches, you know, I used to love to listen. Like, for example, tomorrow on the NFL Network, they'll have coaches' press conferences all afternoon. And what are you gonna? What are they going to tell us? Because they don't even know. And that's got to make it hard for them, too. But Seattle? I never know what to think about Seattle, Michael, because they seem like the same old thing. The Packers' defense really smoked them. But maybe that's because uh, of the long layoff that uh, Wilson was on. And it shows, you know, there was a stat next gen at NFL.com. You got to pay attention to these next gen stats. Not all of them, but some of them are actually good the day after. You know, so you can see what happened. Russell Wilson was 0-7 with an interception on deep passes. 
the most deep attempts for Wilson without a completion in their era since 2016, since the next generation stats came about. And just two of 15 passes for 34 yards, two interceptions on passes of 10-plus air yards with no touchdowns, two multiple interceptions, and that's the first time since 2016. He, he looked awful yesterday. Or was it the defense that looked good? I'm leaning. Okay. Leans are good only, on Monday, my friend. I'm, I'm leaning toward Green Bay's defense is that good. I'm starting to think it is. They really, really played well. It's the first time in 150 career regular season starts that the Seahawks have been shut out. Yeah, well, and, and Seattle doesn't have – Seattle has those really good wideouts. I, I, I think Tyler Lockett's one of the unsung really good players in the league. Yep. The line is not good. Nope. And, you know, they, they've they gambled on lots of different uh, players and lost. And they've always trusted that Russell is there to bail them out. You can only go so far down that rabbit hole. And when Wilson got hurt, uh the the cracks really started to show. Yesterday they 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 looked bad. <laughs> it's bad. Bad. And you know who else looked really not good at all? Who's that? And that would that would be Cleveland. Oh yeah, Cleveland. Let's talk about the Browns. They are awful. Baker Mayfield. Uh he he does too many progressive commercials. Well, let me say this. He ran into a complete brick wall. I was going to actually take the Cleveland Browns yesterday, but it was at plus two and a half and I faded it. And I'm really glad it didn't move because I would have jumped it and I would have lost. And that sucks because they're awful. They are just awful. Injuries catch up with you. And I don't know how badly Baker Mayfield's hurt, but I think he's hurt too much to be on the field. Right. Um, the difference in talent between him and Case Keenum isn't massive. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, and so I'm wondering when Stefanski will go with the healthier quarterback uh, because – I don't think they're going to end up paying Baker Mayfield the kind of money that he wants. So you might as well see what you can do to salvage this year. I think they suck. <laughs> I think they're really injured. And so I can't say that they suck. I think they suck. You know, their offensive line is tremendous. You know, Baker Mayfield, he could take a nap back there in the pocket, but he's so short that he can't see over his guy, so he has to roll left or right. And he just, it, to me anyway, and, and I talk to beat writers from Cleveland who, well, they say different things, but my assessment is, is he sticks with one guy and he don't take his eyes off him. I, I think that's been the case since Oklahoma. Yeah, and nothing's changed. 
I know he's got that swagger and people love that swagger. But he swagged his sorry ass back to the bench on numerous occasions. And I know he's hurt. He's got, from what I've been told, he has several injuries that are driving him crazy. Then get him off the field. You know, get him off the field. That can, he, first of all, he needs to put his ego in check. That's the first thing. Second of all, Larry Stefanski needs to be the damn coach. And he needs to say, look, you're banged up. Rule him out if you don't have the guts to not start him. You know, I know Baker Mayfield got a coach fired for not putting him on the field. It ain't going to be you, dude. He's gone. That extension he wants ain't going to happen. He's out no. of there anyway. No, it's not going to happen. And if they fire Stefanski, um, we have a home for him. Oh, yeah. There are many of us who think that they should have fired Zimmer and kept Stefanski. Now, he was the defensive coordinator at Minnesota, correct? Offensive coordinator. Offensive, I'm sorry. And he did a good job. Stefanski was with the Vikings for, I believe it was 12 years, 13 years. Right. Started at the bottom, worked his way up. Uh, Everybody respected him. He was pretty obviously either going to be hired by somebody else or us. And there were more than a few of us that wanted him to stay in Minnesota and send Zimmer down the road. Yeah, that didn't happen. And look at the results. Yeah. And the, uh, Stefanski, the thing that troubles me, and I wonder about um, if somebody else is uh, calling the shots to a degree in Cleveland. That could be. It, he was really, really good at um, altering whatever offense he was running to suit the talent that he had. And he's done that to a degree in Cleveland with using uh, the running game the way he does. Mm -hmm. But they got away from that real fast. And that's not very Stefanski-like. Well, he did lose Kareem Hunt, and that hurt. But this this other kid is not so bad. But I think it wasn't – that kid did real well for a quarter and a half, and then all of a sudden it was – they kind of just dropped him off the face of the earth. Yeah, that's because Uh, they were so far down by that time. Well, they weren't that far down. And that was the other mark of – you know, when Minnesota played well, they stuck to the running game uh, under Stefanski. And, you know, Cleveland has the talent to do that. I just wonder if uh, somebody else is calling the shots. Uh, that's a really analytics-focused team. Those numbers are giving some people a headache this morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if, 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 if they don't want him, we'll take him. Tomorrow. Well, I'll tell you something, Belichick. I'm starting to think that the Patriots might be for real. He's done. I was going to say that when we were were talking about defensive geniuses. Uh, What he's doing in New England right now is pretty amazing. Uh, 
You can count me among those who, when they drafted Mac Jones, went, ha, 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 I didn't think the guy was an NFL caliber quarterback. Nice backup somewhere. Right. Kid looks really good. Oh, yeah. You want to hear a funny stat? A couple of stats, really. Next Lame. gen. Next gen. Mac Jones posted his highest completion rate over expected, plus 16.2% in a game in his career. That's amazing. But here's the other one. He also became the first Patriots rookie quarterback with three or more passing touchdowns in a game. Since Drew Bledsoe did it, did so in 1993. Mr. Jones, I think you better look over your shoulder and see who your backup is, just in case. Because <laughs> you're about to get Wally pipped if history repeats itself. And it often does. Yeah, I... I'm I'm impressed with what they're doing. We'll we'll see if it holds up. Um, but I think Belichick's done an amazing coaching job there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's got a nice team too. He's his his offensive weapons really aren't that strong. But this Mac Jones manages the game pretty well, really. I mean, he he completed 82% of his passes yesterday. His quarterback rating was, his passer rating, 142.1. And that Stevenson kid is a not, he's just tough. He ran the ball hard. You know, and that, I'll tell you what, and their defense, they, they put it all together yesterday. They really played a complete game from after the opening drive. Remember Cleveland? Took it all the way downfield. What a march, I thought for sure. I said, ooh, the Browns. Go Browns. And that was it. That was it. It. <laughs> I could have turned off my computer at that point, but no, I'm a glutton for punishment, and I wanted to watch. But I was grateful that I didn't pull the trigger. Again, that was discipline. Plus two and a half, plus six and a half. Leave those two alone. Minus three and a half, minus seven and a half. Leave those spreads alone. I've had people try to explain. I had a guy try to explain it to me yesterday who has a losing record in NFL. He played Cleveland yesterday. I told him, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a plus two and a half. Don't do it. Nah, nah, nah. I know better. You don't know zip. That's why you lost again. I tried to help him out. People just can't get their arms around the fact that Vegas knows better. Well, they do. That's why they set the hooks the way they do. That's why they call it the hook. It hooks you in. Two and a half? Really? Really? Nah, Cleveland's going to win. Cleveland's probably going to win outright. But there's no way that team with Mac Jones is going to cover. And they didn't just cover, Michael. They pushed the bet out the back door, shoved it into the pool, Sadly, there was no water to break its fall, and the bed is broken. The bed being the Cleveland Browns. And I got suckered on with those two and a halves yesterday. Ah, which one did you get into? Denver. Oh, see, I got I got them at two. Otherwise, I wouldn't have pulled. Well, you know what? But that's a different thing. Minus three and a half and minus seven and a half are the ones you want to leave alone. A minus two and a half at home, I would. That's a different kind of play. Because most games, the most, mostly since 2015, 15.8% of them have finished at three points or over. 
So the, that would have covered. They should have covered, Michael. This was a horrible thing because I got sucked into this one too. We got sucked into the Denver might be for real trap. Yes. And we know better now, don't we? Oh, we sure do. Although I might still give a shout at Denver on the road against a non-conference opponent because Teddy Bridgewater does a nice job against them. I don't know what to think about this Denver team because they have weapons, man. They have real weapons, but it they just can't seem to put it all together. And it really looks awful. I mean, Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a decent team sometimes, but there is no excuse for losing 30 to 13 at home to them. I can't see one. They got beat by Jordan Howard. Come on. Hey, Jordan Howard was my guy on my fantasy team. He was the only one that did anything. I mean, at DraftKings. Jordan Howard. You don't like Jordan Howard? What was he doing three weeks ago? Uh, he might be. He probably sitting on his couch just like we were watching the games. Yeah, that would be my guess. Uh, you know, calling his agent. I don't know what he was doing, but he wasn't playing football. Um you know what I think the thing is with Denver? Here's my theory on Denver. Gotcha. Go. They're, they're a good play, and I, I think you nailed it, on the road, non-conference games. Because most NFC teams are running some variation of a 4-3 defense. And they don't ever practice against three fours. So you get a Fangio who is really runs these hybrids. Um, Fangio is pretty, pretty sharp fellow, actually. I agree Def- with you defensively. Yeah. Um, and, and so when teams play them, it takes a half to figure out even what you were doing, even after all the film study. Um, Minnesota has all kinds of problems historically when they're playing um, these three, four teams of Pittsburgh, et cetera, because they never practice against three, four teams. That might be a good, that's probably a good point. Listen to this one. The Broncos were one of five in the red zone. They missed two short field goals. They had one blocked. And then they had a turnover. What in the Sam Hill is going on with that team? You know, I don't understand. And Teddy Bridgewater, he didn't look very good at all. He's got so many weapons, man. This Cortland Sutton kid can really catch a football. And yeah, and, and that Patrick kid, he's another one who's nice. What a nice player with good hands. And that tight end, what's his name? Noah Font? He's okay yeah. too. But what happened with Teddy Bridgewater, man? He just, I mean, he was running for his life. The front, they couldn't handle the Eagles' front four, and they looked awful. Just awful. Wow. What a sucker I felt like after that game, Michael. Well, I get it's hard because I'm one of those Minnesota people with, uh, great fondness for Teddy Bridgewater. But he, I mean, he, he does not throw 
uh, medium to deep routes well at all. Um, they've constructed an offense. The, it, the Denver offense shouldn't look like the Miami offense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. You're right. I'll tell you, know, you what, though. The Eagles, Michael, listen to this one. Uh, this is, I had to, I looked this one up myself. They rushed for 175 yards, and that's the third consecutive game this season that they've done so. Their ground game, they're killing people with it. And that's opening up things for, uh, Mr. Hurts, and he's connected. I mean, he, he's okay, but the defense, the defense was okay. I thought for sure, you know, when second half of this Sunday, right, I'm I'm 3-1, and one, and I'm thinking to myself, I should be 4-0 because Dallas should Atlanta should have scored a couple times. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we got this one because Denver, two points at home, they got this. Ugh. I didn't like that. I- I know. I, I thought I was going to have a a perfect day yesterday. Oh, I did too. Oh, I did too. I remember I sent you the pics. I said, "Boy, I think we got something yeah. here." And I, I I I sent a note back to you saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm in on the two of these too." Yeah, that's right. And, and uh, we won one of them. <laughs> Lost the other, and then I had a total in that Dallas game. I thought for sure fifty four points was. Too low for those two. I didn't think Dallas's defense was that good. What else did you see this week that you want to? Uh, what else did I see this week? Just strange football to me. Yeah. Um, and it's just so hard to get a solid read. And and that Denver game just – every time I think I know what I'm doing – there's one game a week that tells me that I really don't. Right. That was it for me, too. You know, um, I'll give you one. Tennessee. They've won six in a row. They've got all kinds of injury troubles. they got noodle arm Tannehill. They don't really have any weapons except for A.J. Brown. And yet, they came out ahead. And it gets back to what I said last week. So my coach of the year is Mike Vrabel. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, week in and week out. And Tennessee's just a who, – who cares about Tennessee? And to me, when they left Houston, left the great uniforms, put that weird-looking stuff on their helmet – I mean, it's like a fake football team. It's like a cartoon football team. Who cares? Right. But week in and week out, Vrabel has that team consistently ready to play. And and you're right. I mean, they've got Adrian Peterson. (laughs) Who's taking advice from his 10-year-old son, by the way. His his 10-year-old son. The one he used to whip. Yeah, maybe (laughs) the one he used to whip. Who knows? But – uh. At the end of the day, his son said, Daddy, you're running too high. <laughs> Maybe he is. Well, yeah, he has well, he uh, And uh, who's the other? Foreman. I remember when he was drafted by the Texans, uh, which seems like 20 years ago. Uh, 
but they're 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 throwing all this stuff out there, and they're still winning. Well, big reason That's why Jeffrey good coaching. That that is a good, well coached football team, and who knows where they end up. But I, you know, I wish that uh, we could get a handle on everybody else and count on uh, the same performance week in and week out like you can with Tennessee. I got one for you. Waiting. Five game winning streak over playoff teams from last season. Unreal. Unreal. And Tennessee, I think, who do they have this week? Let's see. Tennessee. Tennessee hosts Houston. They are currently 10.5 point favorites, up a half a point from the opening line of 10. Totals 45.5, down from 46.5, some places at 44.5. That's a lot of points for Tennessee. They didn't cover yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I, 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 as of today, I, I would not touch that game. I wouldn't touch it at all. I mean, maybe if it gets down to six and a half or something. I don't like either team. I don't like betting on teams or, or even pre- trying to make a prediction, sell a pick for teams that are just like this. But look, the numbers... Back them up at least if you're going to go on the money line, which you won't be able to do here. That money line is going to be a minus 600 or better. You're going to be paying 600 to one to get that. You're going to get about 60 cents back, and for a hundred dollar bet, that's not enough. Uh, no, the risk reward isn't there for that. No, it sure isn't. Um, you know the uh, other thing. Look, Cam Newton's back. That was interesting. That's what I mean. I, I thought that was real interesting, to be honest with you. Cool. Li- really limited package that he turns into, what did he score, two touchdowns? Yeah, two t- and the first two plays. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's great. I, I mean, he's got a personality. Um, I, I think sports could use more personalities even if they're slightly off kilter like cams. Uh, but let's not get too wound up here. This guy still has a bum shoulder, uh, still really can't throw very well. Um, Carolina is not going to be a great football team. No. And at some point he's going to get exposed again. And, you know, celebrate yesterday. By all means, celebrate what he did. Good for him. Um, do I think that, that this means anything going forward? Absolutely not. No. They got they have Washington. They're hosting Washington Sunday. They're three-point home favorites, up from minus two. Washington coming off a huge win over Tampa Bay. People are writing Tampa Bay off already. No, you can't. I've seen it on Twitter. Oh, they're not as good as they are advertised. No, they play down to their opponents. They don't care. They're going to get to the playoffs, and that's it. Arians ripped his team, though, like he will. You know, that's what he does. And Carolina, though, Christy McCaffrey looked really good yesterday. But he's another one that scares me because, you know, the first couple seasons into the league, 2016, was it 2017, he was pretty good. 
through the first half of the 2018 season. He was really good. Like Hall of, Hall of Fame numbers. Yeah. Now what? He's missed about 50 games since then with injuries, and it's only a matter of time. But three points at home against a hot Washington team, or at least they were hot yesterday, that could be an interesting play. We'll have to wait and see how that comes out. Yeah, I, I think that's some – their defense is pretty good. Um, what, what went on yesterday with uh, Tampa Bay uh, – Tampa Bay is going to be just fine. Of course. You know, I saw some of that nonsense on Twitter yesterday. Uh, well, they'll get into the playoffs and they're going to get – no, they're going to get in the playoffs and have Antonio Brown and Gronkowski back and plow their way through just like they did last year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they've got some injuries on defense. They'll get everything settled, I'm sure, by that point, and they'll be fine. No big deal. No big deal. You know, um, speaking of big deals, there's some games that you can look at, at least I'm looking at right now, the one I'm looking at the most, is the Miami-New York Jets game Sunday. Uh, Why? Because Miami opened as a a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Now that's three. And you know what? I might take the Jets at home plus three against Miami. I don't buy any of that Dolphin stuff. I, I, I there's just no way I, I would even get anywhere near that game. Two not good teams. No, but uh, I think the Jets are due. I like this Mike White kid. Do you like him after yesterday? He had a tough time yesterday, but he was coming back from an injury. I don't think they prepared him very well. I don't think anything is prepared well in New York. Yeah, four interceptions, right? Something like that. It was awful. But you know what? That number is going to grow because Dolphin fans, um, some of them anyway, don't really aren't realists. And I think they're going to push up to four, maybe five, and then maybe we'll talk about it. But I'm looking forward to that one. Here's the other one. Look at this one. Detroit, Cleveland. Cleveland is opened it as, as a 10 point favorite. They are okay. still a 10 point. Now they're like a minus 10 and a half in some places, minus nine and a half in others. Detroit so, covers. What did we see yesterday? We saw how bad Pittsburgh is without Roethlisberger. They're not that much better with oh, him, though. Oh, my gosh. Mason Rudolph. Lord help us all. Yeah, huh? That's another COVID and, casualty right there, though. And uh, I guess um, Dwayne Haskins was checking his phone throughout the game. Oh, I don't know anything about that, and I know his agent, too. That was on Twitter this morning. I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, one of the sideline reporters was just disgusted uh, with how he was handling himself. Um but whether it's COVID or whether his body breaks down, our Pittsburgh's in a world of hurt if the old man goes down. Yeah, they were before. But you know the funny thing about Mike Tomlin is he knows how to turn manure into sunshine enough to get to the playoffs at least. He hasn't had a losing season yet at Pittsburgh. No, he's 
he's another one. Guess where he came from? Yeah. He came out of Minnesota. Of course. That guy, you know something? He doesn't. Go ahead. You broke up. I said, look what we got in exchange. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. Mike Tomlin. He's incredible. I want him to come on my show, but he doesn't do shows. Like I said, I know his agent really well too. <laughs> and he just doesn't do them. I would, I, I, I would beg to be. I would crawl across glass to get him on the show because that guy, he's probably the most underrated coach in NFL history. Who will might be in be. Canton one day? He might be. I, I might agree with you on that. But even he can't um, function with that level of quarterback play. He just can't. And uh, if if Roethlisberger goes down, done, stick a fork in him. Yeah, well, he's only got COVID, so who knows? I say only got COVID. Who knows his vaccination status, nor do I care. I hope he gets well just for him and his family because this COVID-19, people say things about sometimes, but it's for real. And sadly, it takes lives. I know your percentage is say that it doesn't and maybe it's a minuscule amount, but not to their families. Yeah. And so I know I've had people in my life that are no longer here because of COVID. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it really is awful and it's really changed everything. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm with you. My, my hope is, is that football or not, that all of these people that are on the COVID list right now or will be uh, just get well. Yep. Because there's a lot that's bigger than football. There sure is. But nothing's bigger tonight than this NFC West matchup between the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, this game opened with the Rams. It's a three-point road favorite. That is now three and a half. Oh, another unbettable number. Oh, come on. It's your guy. Well, I don't care. Three and a half, I don't care if my uh, grandmother came back from the grave. I'm not touching three and a half. Because I get burned by those things. It's like plus two and a half and plus six and a half. These are two... I, I'll i lose. They're going to win by three and I'm going to cry and I'm going to have to answer a lot of angry emails from customers the next day. I don't want to so, do that. Three and a half. Okay. We agree. That's a tough number. It is. However, I don't think San Francisco is a very good football team. Okay. What do you, what about San Francisco? What is it with San Francisco for you? Because for me, it's their sorry defense and they claim to have a good one. For me, it's a combination of things that when you boil it all down is inconsistency. And the defense, I thought they were going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, they haven't been, um, I think that they, I think they might have made a really big mistake uh, in the way they handled Garoppolo and Lance. 
you know what's interesting about yesterday's games is Cam Newton's been in town with Carolina for you know a matter of hours, and all of a sudden they still they have a package to use what he can do. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. I didn't think he'd see the field yesterday. He'd only been there for what two days. Right. Okay. He he do, he don't know their playbook at all. But. They put together this package. Boom! He goes in. They win the game. Uh, excellent use of resources. San Francisco cast all this shade on Garoppolo. They completely mortgaged their future to get Trey Lance. We're going so immediately. Garoppolo knows he's he's not long for Frisco. <laughs> but you would assume. Because this is a team that we've been sold is win now Super Bowl caliber team. You would assume that they would have some sort of package for Trey Lance. And they did in the beginning of the season. He's been nowhere to be seen since then. Um, you've got how do you how can you have faith in your quarterback when you know that you're management and coaches really don't. That's a good point. You know, he has thrown, he, Jimmy Garoppolo, has thrown two consecutive games, had two consecutive games with 300 passing yards or more. I don't think he's the problem. I don't think he is either. But I think the problem is, is you you have this team now that has no identity um, doesn't live up to the billing. I think they've lost four in a row at home. Yeah, they have. And they're 4-0, and 0-4 against the spread, too, in their last four home games. You've got a L.A. team that people are starting to whisper is a little soft. Could be. That, that has something to prove okay, maybe, are you going to call a football team with Aaron Donald on it soft? Really now? I don't, I, I, I can't go there. Um, I think LA is a good football team. Mm-hmm. Something to prove. I don't think San Francisco is. Um, I'll watch the lion. I'll see who's sick. I'll see who's in. I might go for it. Take L.A. Okay. Now, I got an idea for folks. The first half of this football game, the number for the Rams is two and a half, minus two and a half in some places, or it's at minus three. Now, one thing about the Rams, the Rams' defense is fourth in the league in first quarter scoring allowed 2.22 points and they are really good at scoring in the second quarter they're second in the league and they're at 9.44 now the second quarter they allow some points 7.89 but when you look at it you're talking about a team Garoppolo he's a quarterback who ranks 17th in the league in first quarter scoring and their team is a 27th scoring allowed. Now, what I'm going to do, suggest, is you play the first half and take the Rams, either minus three or minus two and a half. 
And when you do that, you should be all right. But three points is the preferable one. This is the one you want to take. Either one. You know, it's not an underdog. If you can get minus three or even better, minus two and a half, you can take that. Because I think the Rams are going to smash this team. I really do. But I can't make a play on it because I have to show discipline. And my discipline tells me that two and a half or minus three and a half is a bad number. I'll lay minus three for the Rams, but not minus three and a half. It's a bad, bad number. I'm not fooling with a total because who knows? Stafford's got some good, good pieces. Woods is out, but they conveniently signed Odell Beckham Jr. on the same day. If you are playing fantasy football and Van Jefferson is not on your starting roster tonight, fix that if you have Mm. room to. Because that kid's going to eat tonight against this sorry San Francisco secondary. Yeah, that... See, this is this is bringing me back to reality, though, and this is something that I I think that uh, you got to hear if, if 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 you actually are putting some money where your mouth is. My guts are telling me this is a good bet for LA tonight, but discipline says, "Oh no, it's not." Oh no, it's not because if they win by three, you lose. And we don't want you to lose. You know, we're we're a little different than a lot of people. We'll tell you when we lost. We'll even tell you why. You know, we don't have a 90% success rate like a lot of guys do. Of course, none of them actually, those ex- rates don't exist. You know, so my thing would be is to fade this game unless you think San Francisco. You know, that's the other option. I personally don't see how they're going to cover a three and a half point spread, but that doesn't mean that they won't. Um, it just doesn't look there. It doesn't look good in, on paper for them, and it doesn't really pass the eye test. I've watched quite a few of their games, and I know you're talking about the Rams and they haven't done so well and all these things, and they're missing some people. Well, they are, but they've got some people back. I think Henderson's going to play tonight. That should help you out a little bit. And, and Vaughn Miller might play too. And, you know, defense, they can insert a guy like that. But when you look at this football team and you look at these results, and if that's all you're going on and you're looking at the Rams, and, and this thing freaking died on me for some reason, there it goes. Look, the Rams last 10, they've lost three straight, you know, against the spread. What's but, the weather look? Do we know the weather? Because it's not nice here today. Right. Let me see. Uh, Let me see. I'll punch it up for you. I think it's supposed to be cold there, like usual. San Francisco. Let's see. Yeah, it's 55 degrees and overcast. It's supposed to be like 60 degrees. It's going to be overcast. The temperatures are fine. Let me see how the wind looks. Let's see how the wind looks. Wind guns, wind speeds. Yeah, they're not blowing much at all. This could be probably one of those games where it's just they get to play football and I have to dodge the elements. Let's see. Yeah, wind wind's at like six miles per hour. And the weather's going to be fine. The dew point at 51 degrees, it won't even see it. 
that temperature won't even be around. You won't have to worry about a wet field. There's no rain in the forecast. Supposed to be very humid. That don't bother no one. The dew point is over 51 degrees, and there's not going to be that. Wind is actually the wind is dying down as we go into the things by like 8 p.m. while they're playing football. It's not going to be bad at all. What a good night for football. Yeah, so that means it's not going to affect the passing game. Or the kicking uh, I was, game. I was worried about rain. Uh, it's not going to affect the kicking game. So I, I think the, the, the point here is uh, so people like me, oh, we, we think our guts are telling us one thing. And Vegas is going, yeah, yeah, go with your gut, Michael. Yeah. Go with your gut. Bite on that hook I set for you. That's right. Looks good to you, doesn't it? Yeah. Three points. Minus three, I take it. Yeah, it's three and a half in Oregon. Uh, discipline. Good word. Well, that's the key to sports betting. You know, last Wednesday, uh, Fats, he was on here. He's been uh, a guy who's been gambling for many, many years. He was in the Billy Walters crew. And they wrecked havoc in Vegas. They made a lot of money. And he is a big proponent of discipline. That's what it takes to be a professional sports better. It takes even more than that. And they know what they're doing. And it takes even more discipline when you're not to let go of bad numbers, to just let them be. You know, I saved a lot of money because he, he reinforces that to me. He says, hey, don't bet these bad numbers. Plus two and a half, no good. Plus six and a half, no good. Minus three and a half, no good. Minus seven and a half, no good. Minus three and a half tonight, no good. Great stuff today, partner. Thank you for helping save me some money. Well, hopefully we can make oh, some. We do okay so far. So far <laughs> we have, yep. That's Michael Noonan. You can find him on Twitter at Phoenix Preacher. And if you're so inclined, you want to head on over to his website and find out the status and the state. Of modern Christianity, you can do that at Michael Nuno, or I'm sorry, PhoenixPreacher.com. Don't forget, PlayUp is your best bet. PlayUp.com. They present this show. We're thankful for that, and I think they like us too because they keep carrying us, and that's a beautiful thing. Cash with Flash Best Bets betting sheet will be out today in a little while. Give you a couple free picks, and of course, you got all the premium picks. And my best advice is leave the Rams alone at minus three and a half. Until next time, you all take care of yourselves. Be good, and most importantly... Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. Thanks for listening to The Phil Nason Show. Download us at your favorite podcast catcher, including iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Google Play. And please leave a review. You can follow Phil on social media at Cash with Flash and like our Facebook show page.